Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Geraldo Rivera reporting Roadkill, my political podcast from the middle of the road. And the view from here is grim when I look out at urban America, the bloodletting that continues unrelentingly. You know, it seems that every Monday morning you get the butcher's bill, you get the uh, seven shot here, eight shot there, 10-year-old killed here, six-year-old wounded there. You know, uh, it is all around us in urban America. It is with great dismay that I report that violence now is kicking into levels unseen in, in decades. We've got to do something about it. We've got to pay attention to it. We've got to admit that this problem exists, that there is a ghetto civil war going on. Wake up, America. This is the civil rights issue of today. We have to be concerned about bloodletting when it's community members shooting each other, not just when cops are involved. When cops are involved, it's easy to get Black Lives Matter to protest. But what happens far more frequently is this shooting where gunfire is used to settle even the most minor disputes. Here's Roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. Well, I guess we could say uh, at least we're not Chicago. The Windy City, Chicago, should be known as Murder City. The weekend tally comes out every Monday morning. It's always shocking. Chicago had five killed, 53 others wounded. 53 wounded this weekend. Miami, as you know, uh, probably heard, you know, that, uh, that mass shooting, those three dudes jumping out of the, uh, the stolen vehicle. A third victim from that shootout has passed away. Eight teenagers shot in St. Louis. But right here at home, in the Clark Fulton neighborhood, seven shot in one bloody incident. It is another manifestation, violent manifestation of the ghetto civil war that I've been talking about since this program started four years ago. I have no idea why people don't see the obvious. There are a million million issues, and the one that uh, people are ignoring is the one closest to home. Got a beeping on my phone here. So I'm in New York City, my old hometown, actually in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, just about a half a mile from where I started public school, PS19. I'm here to host The Five tonight, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, but there's no doubt that this will come up, this river of red that flows through our cities. I want to go right to Rob Bailey and see if he knows anything more about this Clark Fulton neighborhood uh, uh, shooting the seventh shot last night. 
Why was it, Rob? What happened? Boy, Harald, I wish I could tell you. Unfortunately, we we got a hold of the story a little bit before 6 o'clock this morning. It happened at 10 o'clock last night, but we've gotten absolutely no details as far as what happened, any possible suspects. We do know that six people, pardon me, six people were hospitalized. Seventh was hurt but refused to be transported. Later told uh, our partners over at 3 News that he would transport himself for treatment. No word if he did. Uh, but a, a 24-year-old woman is in uh, critical condition. Uh, 29-year-old woman, 47-year-old man, and a 61-year-old man all in serious condition. And two young men in their early 20s are both listed as in stable condition. But we have no word at all as far as what happened and, and why. Now, Clark Fulton, help me with this. It's, uh, it's, it's west of Tremont. I believe you're right. I'll be honest. I've been an East Sider for the 20 years I've lived here, and I've been in the Clark Fulton neighborhood maybe twice. I know it happened in the 3700 block of Woodbridge Avenue off of Fulton Road. Um, I, I have also had two people, uh, one of them a co-worker who does the Uber or Lyft thing on the side and said it's a neighborhood they don't like going to. Um, and probably for a lot of reasons you can imagine. But uh, no word still yet on any kind of uh, development on the, on the story itself. On So we don't know who who did the shooting, why they did the shooting. We do know, though, that seven have been shot. Uh, six are hospitalized, at least, as far as we know. That's right. Uh, and, it, I mean, is that, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to ask if, uh, put you on the, on the spot here, but is, this a, is this a gang neighborhood uh, no but you, you know you have to wonder at 10 o'clock on a sunday night you know if this would have happened say in your neighborhood or my neighborhood out on the east side we probably would not have heard about it um and quite honestly you know if geez if three of these people had been shot it would be considered a mass shooting and we'd be talking about it on a national scale and now we have seven shot and it just uh, uh th- thanks rob i, I no appreciate problem. it we'll we'll bring you ladies and gentlemen the details as they uh, uh as they emerge my point is that there is in this country right now, and no one wants to admit it, a ghetto civil war. There are so many guns in the inner city that people are using these weapons to settle the most minor beefs. Someone got insulted uh, trying to get into a club. I'm not saying this is what happened last night. But, uh, someone got insulted in a backyard barbecue. Uh, somebody's kid had a, a beef at school with the other guy's kid. And uh, the way you settle these these uh, disputes is with gunfire, with blazing gunfire, with violence that is absolutely uh, unbelievable. I mean, five killed in Chicago in a very unremarkable weekend. Five killed. I mean, if this were GIs, think of it this way. If these were GIs and this was Kabul, Afghanistan or Baghdad, Iraq, and we lost five GIs in a, in a weekend, there would be a national mourning. There would be coffins coming in draped in, in black. It, you know, we devalue these lives to a certain extent because of politics. We devalue these lives so they come, they go, the body count every Monday. Here's the number. All right, St. Louis, what's the tally there? Baltimore, what's the tally there? Memphis, New Orleans, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, where gun violence had been basically not eradicated, but suppressed to a, to a, a level that everyone felt safe walking around. Now, suddenly, you could be 
just hanging out and gunfire can ring out and people fall. And then the next day you look for it in the newspaper, you know, unless there was a cop involved, if there was a police involved shooting, you'd have hundreds of protesters spontaneously materializing in public square. This was a cop involved shooting. But because it's black on black or gang related or, or maybe drug related or maybe just some inconsequential argument that resorts in bloody violence. This is now the new norm. It would seem to me, like right now in New York City, where I am right now, in a couple of weeks, they're going to have a very important primary election. And in New York, like Cleveland, uh, you know, if you win the Democratic primary, you're essentially elected. I mean, it's rare. You get a Bloomberg comes in, spends a billion dollars or with Giuliani, the crime fighter, Republicans. Very rare. This is a Democratic city, New York is. And the primary here is now rotating toward this issue, finally recognizing that the most important thing a government can do for its citizens is keep them safe. You cannot have an operating functional society if people are afraid to use public transit or afraid to uh, go downtown or whatever it is for fear of being shot. But this last incident in the Clark Fulton neighborhood, it sounds to me like it's, a, it's a, like a backyard beef that turns into a shootout, a gunfight. Former mayor, former congressman, former presidential candidate, Dennis Kucinich joins us live on WTAM 1100. So, you know, Congressman, it's just so disheartening to get the, the butcher's bill every Monday morning. And here, seven shot in Clark Fulton. Uh, I don't know how well you know the neighborhood. I assume uh, like most of you. Oh, I know it very well. It. So what the hell can you describe at the conditions in which seven people can be shot in a single evening? Well, what's happening is this, that, you know, there is a, a breakdown of law and order in the city. The people are taking their, the law into their own hands. Uh, I was just, it, you know, as your call came in, I'm looking and I'm seeing that Cleveland has one of the highest homicide rates in the country. It has one of the highest carjacking rates. It has one of the highest robbery rates. And the gun violence here is absolutely over the top. Yeah, I mean, look, people are, are, are feel threatened by this. I, you know, no matter where you live in the city, there's no neighborhood that is immune from this kind of violence. And, you know, when you get seven people shot in Clark Fulton, uh, you, there's a lot of people in those communities who are doing everything they can to keep their property up, to, uh, you know, raise their families and to do the right thing as citizens. And they're not getting any help, I'll tell you. The, the situation is absolutely out of control. And, and frankly, rather, it's frightening. Dennis Kucinich, my guest, uh, uh, remind us, Mayor, what's the title of your new book that everyone is looking forward to, uh, telling the story of your, your first uh, uh, tenure as, uh, as, as CEO of a big, bustling city, Cleveland, and now you're, you're seeing a, a city that's being paralyzed or crippled by uh, this, this bloody violence? 
Well, the the book's uh, uh, coming out tomorrow, but people can pre-order it right now. It's called The Division of Light and Power, and it's the story of the battle uh, to save Cleveland's municipal electric system and also the dirty tricks that were played against the city along the way to try to force the city to sell the system. It's a, it's a wild story, Geraldo. And, you, know, uh, you, have you, you have my to... permission— you, you have my permission to read the blurb that I wrote. <laughs> okay. The blurb at the, at the top of the uh, book says, a cross between the Godfather and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And that's from Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> that's right. and, I, and I endorse it wholeheartedly. What would you do, Mr. Mayor, right now, were you to run again and be, have the good fortune of being elected what would you do to quell this violence that's scaring the bejesus out of everybody? Well, you know, uh, it's uh, the filing deadline is the 16th of June for mayor. And if, if I get in that race, Geraldo, uh, I'll, I'll lay out very clearly what has to be done. Uh, but first, you have to change the attitude about law enforcement. You know, people want the law enforced. They don't want the police to be hanging back and not uh, enforcing the law. And so, so be, you know, be gonna, specific. I, if I, so if you, you up, oppose the, the fun- Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, go ahead. I, didn't candidate, I can tell you, Geraldo, if I end up being a candidate, I certainly am, you know, would go into great detail about this question that you raised today on this show about uh, what needs to be done. But I, but there's no question about it. When you get seven people shot in Clark Fulton, when you got uh, people being, walk, you can't even walk in some neighborhoods at night. And others, it's, a, it's, it's problematic during the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a real threat to our- right, two, two quick things city. before I run out of time. Quick, two, two quick things. Uh, has defund the police wrecked the morale of the Cleveland Police Department as it, and it affected it in a malignant way? Well, you know, I mean, the, they have not defunded the police in Cleveland, even though there are pressures to do it. I mean, that's nothing I would ever support. That's just the dumbest thing you ever heard of, you know, you could ever hear, particularly in a city that's getting overrun by crime. Now, are there things that need to be done to make the police uh, uh, more responsive, uh, to have the police work with people in the communities closer? Absolutely. But as far as defunding, I don't think so. That's not going to happen. And I don't think and when you happen. when you speak to the morale morale of the the current crop of cops, uh, do you understand why they feel beaten down and uh, unappreciated? Well, you know, look, uh, yes, and you know, not you know, not every policeman uh, is is a Derek Chauvin. Uh, most policemen are just trying to do their job, and that and that uh, horrific event that resulted in George Floyd's death, uh, smeared every person in law enforcement. And, you know, there are people who are trying to do the right thing. We need to help them. They need to be strict guidelines for police on what's permissible and what's not. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the morale in the police department right now is, is, is uh, to people, police uh, uh, men and women that I've talked to, they're very upset. They feel that they're if they enforce the law, they could lose their jobs, and if they don't enforce the law, they can they can lose their jobs. Would would you support raises, uh, a new capital investment, maybe using some of the stimulus money coming into Cleveland to beef up the Cleveland PD? 
Uh, Geraldo, uh, I, I, I want to have an extended discussion with you about this. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I just can tell you that, you know, I may have something to say in, uh, comprehensively about that. I mean, the short answer is yes, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll have more details to, uh, uh, to uh, offer if I get in the race. Uh, read, the, read the title and the subtitle of the, of the coming bestseller that comes out tomorrow. Well, uh, the book is The Division of Light and Power uh, by me and Dennis Kuznetich. And it's, uh, uh, and most importantly, it's uh, called The Cross Between the Godfather and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And that's <laughs> because I believe it. Because well, I, I believe it. That. You know, I, I've had people compare it now to Chinatown and to uh, other uh, stories about uh, the underbelly of uh, power in a community. You know how much I, I appreciate being on, and I, 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 uh, I certainly want to have a more extended discussion with you, not just about the book and what that's about, but about what's going on in crime in this city, because, you know, uh, I, it's, it's, it's a shame. And, and it's it discouraging is people. It's discouraging people from living in Cleveland. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you very much, Dennis. I come back anytime. We'll talk about the book. We'll talk about what needs to be done. The city needs an energetic, competent, competent leader, uh, because right now we're all over the place and uh, the direction we're going, whichever direction that is, is not good. Uh, thank well, you, Dennis. Th we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. A city that is getting overrun by crime. Uh, former mayor, former congressman, former presidential candidate, Dennis Kucinich, maybe uh, once and future mayor of, uh, of Cleveland. Uh, Leonard uh, lives in Clark Fulton, the, uh, the neighborhood where seven were shot last night. Uh, Leonard, uh, do you know anything? Well, I do know that uh, I walk my dog in the morning and the evening, and it's like it's a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, people hold up their properties. They take pride in planting floral. Uh, it's a predominantly Latin neighborhood. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, but you'll find that, uh, that sometimes in the evening you'll hear the pop of gunfire and, you know, the loud music when it's summertime. And it, it, uh, in my opinion, when I hear the pops like that, it's a, a barbecue gone, around, gone around, wrong. Uh, so are, are you contemplating leaving? I mean, how do you protect yourself and your family? Um, you know what? Uh, no way am I leaving. It's a beautiful neighborhood. To me, it, it, not that it's an isolated an incident that is not, and it doesn't happen that often in, in those two streets. Now, don't now listen, uh, sir. Uh, uh, a couple of streets away, it's the hood in either way. But those couple of streets are nice. But yeah, it's the hood. You speak either way, it's not nice. So uh, I'm hanging tough. I, I I don't own a gun, but uh, you know, or anything like that. But uh, I just I think it's a, a good neighborhood, and uh, I think that just like anything else, if you if you do the right thing and act right towards others, it's you know people 
people treat you okay. All right. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you uh, very much, Leonard. Uh, here in New York, uh, just reading this from, uh, from last night, a 10-year-old boy, actually this happened late Saturday night, a 10-year-old boy leaving his uncle's uh, house was shot. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. His, oh, no, he was pronounced dead. He was killed. The 10 year old's killed. Today was his 11th birthday. Oh, damn. This is, uh, this is some horrible, horrible stuff. You know, I hadn't intended to go this direction on the show today. I wanted to joyously report to you how wonderful the boat ride for Autism Speaks went. We'll do that later in the show when Erica joins us along with. Uh, uh, Petty Gold, the, uh, the director of Autism Speaks. It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, time had by all, but uh, uh, we've got to deal with this business. I'm not a media critic. Uh, you know, it's easy to criticize, but it's very hard to, to get things done. But there are two stories where the media, the mainstream media, has totally dropped the ball. One is the origin of the COVID-19 virus and how lame and inept and shallow the probe was of how the virus started, uh, the mainstream media buying into that whole wet market, a ridiculous thesis that it went from an animal to a human rather than uh, you know, the obvious that the virus, the virology lab was right in the town where the, the pandemic started, Wuhan, China. Uh, that was one uh, area. The other area is how absolutely uh, in, insensitive or uninterested the media is in uh, the urban crime levels. Uh, it, is, it is shocking. Last night, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, right here in Queens, I'm looking, I could look, right, when I look to the right, I see the borough of Queens, you know, a 10-year-old shot and, and dying last uh, or Saturday night. Uh, today would be the child's 11th birthday. That should be the headline. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't that be the headline? Uh, the fact that uh, we had, you know, seven shot uh, in, in Cleveland in, in the old days, that would be the story. Oh, my God, look at this. This is horrifying. Uh, but there's an insensitivity or is it, you know, unless there's a cop involved, isn't that sick? Unless there's a cop involved, which is, I don't know, uh, 1% of, of shootings, uh, a police shooting. It's a minuscule amount when compared to the total. I don't have the statistics in front of me. I don't want to uh, mislead you, but obviously police shootings are, are rare, relatively rare, and a tiny percentage of all shootings. And that's getting worse and worse and worse. But unless a cop is involved, it seems that the media, and more importantly, the community and the various organizations like Black Lives Matter, they're not interested unless there's a cop involved. It's almost like they're embarrassed by it. Rather than dealing with the real substantive issue, there's, a, there's a, an enforced ignorance that I find very, very distressing. Uh, Greg in Akron, thank you for your patience. What's on your mind? Hi, uh, Mr. Rivera. Hi. Uh, I got uh, one joyous thing and one not so joyous thing. Okay, Greg, go uh, ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I remember, I'm 73 years old, and I remember uh, seeing you uh, on Gold Street. I lived down the street. Uh, it was in relation to uh, Judge Barbuto and oh, Bobby Brooks. Yeah. I remember yeah. it well. I remember it well. 
Right. I, it's funny I, I how watched, people of Akron still remember that. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to Bobby. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I, I saw you going up to his apartment to interview him. You had your microphone in your hand, and he came out of the apartment and ran away, and you chased him around the corner trying to get an interview. And uh, I I don't think anybody in Akron would chase Bobby Brooks, but you did. Uh, <laughs> Bobby was and, uh, a, a, a pimp who was working for Judge Barbuto. Uh, was, that was our allegation. It ended up, uh, the judge's career yeah, ended. Uh, I, I got sued, uh, and then I won the lawsuit. But, but go ahead, Greg. What's on your mind right now? Yeah, he was a reputed thug in uh, more than just uh, what you said. But uh, anyway... Uh, I followed you in your war co zone coverage uh, for years, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing a Geraldo Rivera Journalist Hall of Fame for the Fair and Fearless. Uh, that's the good thing, but the bad thing is this: all this shooting going on, and uh, there's a solution, but it, uh, no one will ever agree to it. And especially the the public in general, uh, the ACLU and the entertainment industry. And I say this because I just uh, heard you probably heard that there was a 14 year old girl and a, a, a younger boy that had a shootout with the police. Right, and, and 14 year old and a 12 year old. It was horrible. Right, and and the uh, girl uh, that was reported that she said something like, "I'm going to play this like Grand Theft Auto." And uh, it's a cultural thing, uh, Mr. Rivera. It's a, uh, we, we all worldwide love vicarious violence, and we're letting our children be brainwashed by uh, the music, the, the video games, the movies. And uh, a lot of people I tell that to, they'll poo-poo it and say, but, but they believe in brainwashing. You know, you can brainwash somebody. But we can't brainwash our children with all this uh, programming. And when I was like uh, a little boy, my mom refused to let us watch the Three Stooges because <laughs> she said it was it was too violent. And if only, huh? Yeah, if <laughs> only started. that was all we had to worry about the Three Stooges, right? Right. But you think? Look at all the other cartoons that have violence. I mean, I mean, showing people hitting people and. You know, even Bugs Bunny, you know. and, and uh, Well, I, I think you're going far afield there, Greg, but I appreciate the call. The, the whole idea, uh, I used to say that hip-hop has killed more young black men than police brutality. Uh, you know, when you have an, a, a, a pervasive social attitude that it's cool, that violence is cool, settling beefs between, uh, you know, groups uh, with uh, with weapons is cool it's not cool and and you know i i think shame on us that we've allowed uh the the aberrant uh to become the uh the extolled uh, you know the uh, the aberrant becomes the uh you know that becomes a good thing somehow that you had to shoot out and you survived seven gunshots no it's horrible it's just horrible all right we're going to shift gears we're going to talk about the good news, the good news is that uh, the people of Cleveland are, are charitable, uh, open-minded, open-hearted, and uh, we had a successful event on Friday. We'll start in Painesville with Mike. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Thanks for calling. Hey, Geraldo, how are you? Excellent, thank you. 
So yeah, what's I up? just wanted to call and thank. I just wanted to call and thank you for having this uh, boat ride for the Autism Speaks thing. You don't know how much it means to everybody. Ray Davis called me early that morning, and I was going to go, but I just couldn't react in time to go the next day. So I, I wasn't allowed to go, but I, it was just a great thing that you did and bringing attention to all this. I have a 27-year-old girl that's an autistic, and back then there was nothing for autism. And this organization has brought so much help to people that need it with autistic children. So I want to thank you for having this. Well, Mike, I appreciate that. Good luck with your daughter. Autism Speaks has made all the difference. Autism Speaks and similar groups uh, around the country really effectively uh, humanizing the care, the treatment, the attitude toward, uh, you know, the developmentally disabled. Uh, I don't even remember the word autism when I was uh, when I was growing up. Uh, we used the R word uh, then or some other words to describe uh, uh, various conditions. Uh, uh, it is it is a whole new world, and I was very proud and pleased to be able to use the my uh, sturdy old boat. And 21 people uh, stepped up to the plate, or maybe I'm mixing my metaphors. Got on board uh, to raise uh, money for Autism Speaks. Patty Gold runs the uh, Autism Speaks in the uh, Great Lakes region. We welcome Patty on board. Hi, Patty. Uh, sorry you weren't around uh, Cleveland for the boat ride, but. Uh, several other people were, and we uh, we raised some money for you all, Patty. Well, hi, Harold. It's so um, so great to be here. I'm so sorry. I, as you know, I was called out on a fa- family uh, emergency. I'm still in Phoenix, but we'll be um, coming home t- uh, tonight, late tonight. So, but thank you um, to all of your listeners that helped out. Um, to Mike, that we just heard his story, um, and Harold. Thank you so much um, to you too for raising for raising uh, awareness and acceptance for, with autism. It's, you've done an incredible job, um, obviously, in New York and also in our, in our wonderful Cleveland area. Well, Patty, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you, uh, that you say that, but I think it's you guys. You know, it's, it's almost easy for a, a high-profile person to dip in, dip out. Uh, but when I think about people like Mike, and I think about he has a 27-year-old daughter, uh, you know, the fact that she needs assistance uh, in various aspects of life, that's something that goes on every day, all year long. And I think what has changed in the last 20, 30, 40 years is the recognition of the relentlessness. I mean, there's joy, obviously. There's love. Uh, there's the positive side of life. There's the fact that uh, uh, people with disabilities can become great, great uh, participants in society, but parents need help. Uh, parents need help. The uh, the the disabled need, uh, you know, facilities and attention and resources. And I think the world has changed so much thanks to the work of groups like Autism Speaks and and you, Patty. And you know what we do is is uh, is minor compared to you know the the effort that you put in on behalf of this population. Well, I appreciate that, but it does take a village, as you said, and, and it's kind of, a, 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 you know, maybe a corny kind of thing to say, but you, it, there's so many aspects of autism and, and the disability um, community uh, that we, we, you know, there's, there's um, public policy, there's, I know you're very, um, you know, you're, I know you're 
hugely concerned with the um, housing for those with disabilities um, and working. And it's just, it is, there's so many facets of autism and the disability space. Well, let's just talk about the good news, this great event we had. Uh, Erica is on the line. Honey, thank you uh, for coming. You were very charming with our, with our guests. It was a good time had by all, Erica. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And I really, I felt like we expanded our WTAM family and uh, the, the, everyone that showed up. It was just great to, to meet you. And it just, it, as you can see, it doesn't matter what your point of view is. We can still be friends. And, and uh, it was just a wonderful day. And I had so much fun talking to everybody. It was great. Well, we had... We had some nice boat rides. We thought that we'd uh, have seven people riding. Then we had seven more. Then we had seven more again. And uh, Mike mentioned, uh, uh, you know, Ray Davis, the program director. He was very, very active. Uh, Rob Rizicki, uh Noel Salwan, uh, Jake, uh, our call screener was, uh, was front and center. And Rory, one of our listeners, he, I had to stop the guy from putting up money. I thought he was going to be broke. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it was a, we had beautiful, beautiful boat rides. The, uh, the, the beautiful lake uh, cooperated. So, uh, Erica, do you know the grand total? Oh, yes, I do, actually. It is. Do you want to announce it? Store, $5,350. All right. All wow. right. So, Patty, wow. Patty we're going to send you a bag of checks. <laughs> Don't put it in the mail. Maybe I'll. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get it. If I put it in the mail, you'll get it next year. But uh, uh, we were, de- we're no, delighted. Thank you. Uh, and, and everybody, uh, as I said, uh, had a great time. I want to thank the people at Chagrin Tavern. They were great hosts. Uh, everyone had uh, some nice fresh uh, fresh fish caught from the from the lake that morning. So, uh, Patty, we, we want to work with you. We love your organization. We love the job that you do. It is so crucial so very necessary and you know uh, I, I and i also think that even though you know sometimes it's easier for uh, people who have some resources just to write a check it's a lot less wear and tear than uh, trying to raise funds but what's important in raising funds aside from the money the 5350 bucks from this particular event is that it also raises awareness and it gets people involved in in you know in, in, with a community spirit i think is very very important Patty. I I agree, and um, the more awareness and acceptance that we can um, we can uh, talk about, um, I think that everybody is going to benefit. Um, so I just from the bottom of my heart, Geraldo and um, Erica and WTM, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, we we appreciate it, and I promise we will put it to good use. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. But thank you thank very you, much Patty. for joining us, Patty. Safe travels. All right, darling. I'll I'll see you soon. I'll, I actually I'll be on the be on the five at uh, at five. Uh, that's oh. always uh, that's always I'll fun. I'm to watch so. you. Okay, good. <laughs> you can watch you with the sound off because I know you. Almost everything that you say. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> what a thing to say. You. <laughs> I love you too. All right. Thank, thank you so Rob much. Rob Rizicki, how was is, how is the boat ride? Quick, Rob. How oh, was it was great. I, I had a wonderful time. It was pristine weather. I didn't get any sunburn on my head. Everybody won. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, great time had by all. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Again, I want 
to thank everyone that participated in the Autism Speaks benefit. The fact that I could put my vote to good use is something that is enormously satisfying. Uh, but the, the thing about autism and disabilities is they, they don't go away. Uh, they're there when you have a little baby, when the baby's a teenager, when the baby's now in the 20s and 30s. Uh, parents need help. Caregivers need help. The disabled themselves need the opportunity to be all they are capable of being. Everything they're capable of becoming, we've got to provide them the resources so that human potential is realized. I'm Geraldo Rivera reporting, Roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.